Fire 1377. You never know when you're going to need something, and it's always good to have done stuff for others. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. If you're ready to create, grow, and monetize your podcast, text podcast course, all one word, to 33444 and ignite. Stop stressing about finding the perfect hire. Right now, you can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. As a veteran, I know it's hard to look for a career after the military, but it's time to put everything you've learned from the military to good use in a career where you get to help others. That's what owning an Allstate agency is all about. Visit allstateagent.com slash fire to find out more info. Entrepreneurs, near and far, JLD here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Doug Parker. Doug Are you prepared to ignite? Yes, sir. I am fired up. Since the 90s, Doug has led multiple companies to success, including RepairMyCreditNow.com, which has been on Inc. Magazine's prestigious Inc. 5000 list three times. A serial entrepreneur from a young age, he always has multiple irons in the fire. He's been married for over two decades, has two kids in college, and is fully engaged at one community church. Doug, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro, and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Sure. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, I'm a serial entrepreneur, so I've always got something going on. I've always got a bunch of ideas bouncing around in my head and, and trying to focus on uh, one thing at a time to get it up and running and, and moving. Uh, I've got a couple kids, and they're both in college now, so they're trying to plan out their life and what's next for them. And then I've, uh, like I said, been married for over two decades and got a great wife, Julie, that has uh, supported me in the thick and thin and good times and bad times. So Doug, we're going to dive into your journey today as an entrepreneur. We're going to go through the ups, we're going to go through the downs, we're going to kind of get present right now because I want to talk about how you are generating revenue in your business today. Sure. So, you know, our core business is repairmycreditnow.com and we work with consumers to help them eliminate inaccurate, erroneous, obsolete, incomplete type items from their credit reports. Mm. And uh, it's, it's real straightforward. I mean, we work with the customers and then once we've done the work, we charge them after we've done the work. I mean, that's kind of one of those things. I've gotten my credit reports before. I've been like, I can't even begin to like remember when I got some of these like Macy's credit cards and Kohl's.com. It's like all these things and it can be terrifying. So, I mean, this Fire Nation is a great example of what Doug has done. I mean, he has taken a major pain point that people are willing to pay money for because it's a real problem having bad credit when you're looking to get loans, et cetera. And he's created a solution for it in a very effective manner. So that's killer stuff in a lot of ways. Now, Doug, what exactly did you do to come up with a pricing structure? I mean, did you try different things or has that always been how you structured your pricing? You know, we've done a couple of things over the years, and the reality is, is, is we've we've never wanted to be the cheap guys. We really wanted to. Um, Zig Ziglar was a mentor of mine, and and you know, Zig used to say that he'd, he'd much prefer to have to explain price one time than poor quality and poor service forever. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we we 
Like we put something in place where we thought we could deliver uh, the the goods, what we said we were going to do, at a fair price. And uh, we've had a couple structural changes, and we'll get into that here in a little bit with the some of the government uh, intervening. But sure. the reality is that. Um, you know, we, we charge for what we initially do and then we charge monthly for what we do. And, and some of it has some government regulations on it and some of it uh, doesn't. But yeah, it's been pretty straightforward uh, over the last two decades. So Doug, let's shift now back into your journey as an entrepreneur. And let's go specifically to the moment that you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. Tell us that story. You know, it's funny. I I, uh, I tune in often to your show, Thank you. and I heard I heard. Thank you, you're welcome. And I heard that question asked a couple times. And for me, it was it was no. There's no question about it. It wasn't like I had to think about it. <laughs> um, back in uh, in March of 2009, I get this letter. You know, it's it's in a, a USPS um, folder, and and I open it up. And it's from the Federal Trade Commission. And they didn't make any accusations. It wasn't that you know, you're doing something wrong. It was just, hey, you're kind of one of the big guys in the industry. We're looking into the industry. And you know, we want all this information. And at first, I really thought, John, I said, is it over? Mm-hmm. You know, my wife and I, um, you know, we work together. We've, we've been doing this business. At, at that point, it had been, um, I guess, about five or six years full time. I just bought a, a building about a $3 million investment. And, you know, I was like, oh my goodness, you know, is, is it over? And I called my attorneys, got with those guys and, and we sat down and they said, you know, hey, Doug, you're, you're a straight shooter. You're very organized. You do everything the right way. Um, I don't think you really have anything to hide. It's, I don't think there's going to be a problem. Um, let's just go into it and be as, you know, as, as, um, uh, helpful as we can. And so uh, there was a few things that they felt like they were kind of overreaching on. And so we we uh, challenged those things. But the other stuff was like, hey, come on and check it out. And you want to run an 18-wheeler and pick up the stuff? Or you just want to come down here and check it out? So we invited them to come. They sat down with us. And it was a very straightforward process. It wasn't like, you know, bad flashing guns or anything like that. We just set them up in office and went through the process. And Really through that process, we looked at everything that we were doing because we were under, in our minds, definitely a different, you know, under a different microscope than we had been in the past. And uh, so through that process, we tightened up a few things and, uh, and, and actually, you know, kind of lived to fight another day, if you will, but it took us five and a half years going back and forth, ultimately litigation. We spent about $800,000 on attorney's fees, about another four hundred grand just to settle it in the end. And... Um, a, a lot of other ancillary fees. So I think we spent all together about one point five to one point eight million dollars of real cash to to you know get that issue resolved. Now looking back, and of course hindsight is twenty twenty. Like, what lessons did you learn from that, and and what would you have kind of wished that you had done or could have done to maybe be a little more preventative? I mean, is there insurance that covers potential investigations like this? I mean, how does that work? I don't think so. So part of it was. If I had it to do over again, there's a few things I would have done. Number one, I would have settled it a lot quicker. So in the beginning, um, they offered, you know, we went back and forth for about a year and, and they said, Hey, look, we think these are the two issues. And, and, and I said, well, I don't, I don't think those are issues. I think the state law says this, the federal law says this, and I think we're compliant with all of that. And the other accusation that you're making, you know, the reality is, um, 
we don't do that, but we can put some additional steps in place in our software to make sure that there's no way some of those things can happen with, with clients verifying information and whatnot. And, um, but out of, I don't know if it was pride or just thinking I was right. Um, I was like, no, we're not going to settle this. We're, we'll litigate it because we're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to write the law on this. Right. You know, because really all the laws in our industry had, had really been written, uh, in the past without any involvement from the industry. It was all, uh, the government regulators and, uh, and, and those types, uh, consumer protection, uh, protection groups. And so everybody that was the good guys were kind of hiding from um, the, the industry itself. It, it was kind of crazy. So we actually formed a nonprofit trade association out of it. And that really made a huge difference in, in getting everybody together and on the same page. And then, um, like I said, I, they, they offered to settle it for no money, for zero dollars. Just, hey, just don't violate these two provisions anymore and we're okay. And I kept thinking, going through the government, I'll get to somebody that they'll be able to wrap their head around kind of where I'm coming from on this. And I literally, I mean, I went to D.C. about 30 separate times, spent a bunch of money, you know, travel and all kinds of stuff, and then actually met with the five federal trade commissioners that were presidential appointments from back from President, I think President Bush, uh, the, the first Bush, all the way through Barack Obama, and met with them in person to discuss the situation. And, uh, and I just, I never could kind of, you know, get, get it wrapped or, you know, get, get their head wrapped around kind of where I was coming from. And I realized in the end, it's kind of the old scorpion and the frog story, you know, that, that they get in the scorpion, you know, ask for a ride across the river and the frog says, okay, no problem as long as you don't sting me. And, uh, you know, he jumps on his back, gets across there, stings him. They both drown and die. And, and he says, Hey man, why did you sting me? The frog says that. And he goes, cause I'm a scorpion. Yeah. And I'm not saying that the government are scorpions. I'm not saying that, but they're regulators and they, they regulate. And, and I'm a business person and I like to do business. And we have kind of different agendas. And so the reality is that I just, I never could get that, get that uh, reconciled. Um, and so if I had it to do over again, I would have settled it right off the bat. Um, just been done with it. I, my thoughts were I didn't want my, my, my name, you know, publicly being, you know, associated with an issue. Ultimately, that's what happened anyway. And I spent you know, about another one point something million dollars. Mm. So it was it was very painful. I mean, there's a couple of obvious lessons to take away Fire Nation. You know, one being make sure you're doing the right thing. I mean, Doug was doing the right thing. And, and that's so important. And, and that's where, you know, he inevitably came out on the right side of things, even though it took a long time and a lot of money. But number two, and this is, you know, a lot of things that we just don't want to do as entrepreneurs because it's not the glamorous, it's not the fun things. And that's just record keeping, like keep track of what you're doing, like have your systems in place, make sure that you can very easily get to the records that you need and that you can show the systems and processes that you have in place that you are doing X, Y, and Z in a very clear manner to somebody that doesn't get exactly what you do. Because, you know, we all have this curse of knowledge. It's like, well, of course, this is what I'm trying to say. And Doug, you mentioned many times, you just couldn't understand how you couldn't find somebody that could wrap their head around what you to you was very clear and was very easy to understand. But that's you with a curse of knowledge, knowing that and coming from that area. And so that's so key in so many levels. And just one sentence, Doug, what do you want to make sure Fire Nation gets from your story? I would say start with the end in mind. Make 100% sure that um, you know if you run into issues, just to get them solved and resolved as quickly as possible. It's it's not always about um, you know what's just right. Sometimes it's it's just about you know getting it behind you and and uh, putting it to bed. So, Doug, since the 90s, you've led multiple companies to success. I mean, that's multiple aha moments that you've had, that you've had that epiphany, that idea, then you've turned it into success. 
Take us to one of your greatest aha moments and then walk us through how you turned that idea into success. Sure. So uh, back in 2003, I, I was still uh, employed. I was I'd, I'd done a lot of entrepreneurial things, but I was still, you know, getting my the, the vast majority of my income uh, from a, from a day to day job. And I was in Hawaii. We'd been on vacation, my wife and I, and I'd started this this credit business about six years before, and it was very part time. But that year, we went to. Uh, Disneyland with my kids. We our Disney World with my kids. We went to you know we're in Hawaii. I bought a new Rolex. I mean I figured you know all the cool stuff that I wanted to kind of do that year. It all kind of happened, and uh, in July I just kind of had this feeling. I was like I'm not really loving what I'm doing anymore, you know, and uh, the day to day operation at work. And so I had kind of a, uh, one of those conversations with my boss and he was, you know, having one of his days and I was like, man, I think I'm out of here. You know, I think I'm going to move on down the road and do something different. And, um, ultimately gave notice and, and ended on good terms and, and still to this day, 13, 14 years later, still have a great relationship with those guys. But, um, it, it was when I was in Hawaii that I got a couple calls on my cell phone and I thought it was the coolest thing because you're half a world away. But back in those days, uh, you know, we would have roaming and those kinds of things on your phone and it was, there wasn't roaming. And I could call local from Hawaii to anywhere. So people were calling me. And the day I got back from Hawaii, I signed up like three customers that day for our services. And I think maybe made a couple thousand dollars. And through that process, I realized I could really make a pretty good living if I did this, you know, 50, 60, 70 hours a week all on my own. And of course, I know I'm not going to make, you know, five or $600 an hour. But but what I did know was, is that I could plant a bunch of seeds. They would eventually sprout and I would, you know, reap the harvest. And it just resonated with me. And again, then I went in a couple of days later, my boss had one of those, you know, just having a bad day and said something crazy to me. And I was like, all right, well, hey, have a nice day. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and resign and, you know, let, let me know, you know, how, how much, you know, notice you want me to serve. And I've never looked back. And out of that, you know, we've, like I said, we've done about $55 million in revenue. And, you know, God just kind of blessed us and lined stuff up to, to, for to really work out. But that was an aha moment that just hit me like a ton of bricks that I can really do this. You just got to cut the cord and go jump in and do it all in and uh, never looks back. I mean, Fire Nation, we tell ourselves these stories that, you know, this is the path that I'm on and, you know, I've put so much time, energy and effort into this company, into this degree, into this fill in the blank. The reality is this. We can't live our lives with the sunk cost fallacy. Like whatever we've done in the past, it is in the past. And if you want to use that to better your future, then you can and you should, but you shouldn't let it hold you back when you know it's time to pivot, to adjust, to try something new because every day is a new day. Every day is a fresh opportunity. Take a hold of it and say, hey, today's the day I'm going to do this thing. And hey, what did Doug do? He jumped in. He worked hard and opportunities kept arising. He didn't see this completely, you know, street full of green lights with just, you know, no, no obstacles in the way. He said, hey, I'm going to get in, I'm going to learn, and I'm going to come around the corner, and I'm going to now be able to see what's around that corner and keep going forward as I'm driving down this country road, and and I'm not going to have to see everything lined up at one time. I'm going to learn as I go. And so that's my big takeaway, Doug, from what you experienced, just jumping in, following your heart, following your gut, and not really just saying, you know, I've been doing this for so long, I have to keep doing this. What do you want to make sure Fire Nation gets? You know, I would say that there's a lot of people that want to be entrepreneurs and, and that's great. It's, it's, there's nothing like it. You don't have necessarily a boss. Um, and, and that's one of the biggest reasons why some people want to get away from the day to day, you know, working corporate or, or whatever. There's some advantages and disadvantages of that. Uh, 
listening to things just like this or reading, uh, getting to know some other people that are entrepreneurs because they'll always tell you about the bright and sunshiny yeah. times, but they may not tell you about the tough times. And so they will on EO Fire. Really, <laughs> well, absolutely, absolutely. Here they absolutely will. But I mean, you know, there's nothing like you know thinking that you've made a you know a three million dollar investment and and all of a sudden it you know, how are you going to pay for that if you don't have your business to do it? That's, that's a scary moment. So if you're thinking about doing it, just, you know, do a little bit of research, make sure you want to do it. And then I think it's in, um, think and grow rich, but it, it talks about how burn the bridge behind you. You know, um, you know, whenever you, you know, decide to go do something different, not in the way that we think of burning a bridge behind us where you're, you know, saying crazy stuff or whatever, but where you say respectfully, I'm never coming back to work here again. Thank you for the opportunity. But I don't have this as an opportunity anymore. Here's my new opportunity. Here's what I'm going after. And no matter what, that's what I'm going to do from this point forward. And I, I don't have this as a backup to come back to. Yeah, Doug. And going back to when you're talking about preparing and doing your research and your due diligence, Fire Nation, part of that has to be finding a mentor who is currently where you want to be in that new venture. They can break down so many barriers. They can tell you so many pitfalls to avoid. Just find somebody who is where you want to be because if you honestly have them tell you a conversation about what their life is like, it might not all of a sudden want to be where you want to be at the same time. So do your due diligence. Make sure you make those checks in the right boxes that you are going forward in the right direction. Now, Doug, what would you consider your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? So from a weakness standpoint, I would say that um, I don't want to give up uh, on, on, I don't want to give up on stuff. I don't want to give up on people. I don't want to give up on um, opportunities. And, and uh, sometimes, you know, you, you just keep going and keep going and keep going and keep giving chances and trying to help people. And, and sometimes, uh, it, it, it doesn't work out too good for you. Now that can also be a strength in, in, in other scenarios, but, but the reality is that sometimes, again, you just got to kind of just put it behind you and, and move on down the road. And sometimes I want to keep aggressively going after stuff and I'll, I'll spend too much time on it. What's your biggest strength? I would say that I am about as hard a worker as, as you'll ever find. Um, as, a, as an entrepreneur, a lot of times people, you know, they think that they don't want to work those kind of hours or corporate or whatever. Um, I jokingly say that I, I work half days now. Um, so I typically work from about seven in the morning till about seven at night. <laughs> 12 hours a day, baby, 24 hours. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So I think that, that really hard work is probably one of the, one of the best things that I got going for me. No question about it. You have a lot of things going on right now, but what's the one thing that you are most fired up about today? I've kind of got a, a new energy over the past uh, the past you know year or so. You know, we went through all those issues with the government, got everything resolved a couple years ago, and then it, it really there was a, kind of like a hangover of sorts of this. Just like, do I really want to work this hard again to to do some of the things and build it back up? And the last year or so, it's okay momentum going. I know you and I have talked before about the Ambitious Radio yeah. uh, project we've got going on, and that's real exciting because I'm getting to interview entrepreneurs and apply some of that stuff back to my business. But that's, that's, those are the two things that I'm really most fired up about right now. Well, Fire Nation, I want you to be fired up about the lightning round because that's coming right up, so don't you go anywhere. But we're going to take a quick minute first to thank our sponsors. As a military veteran, I know it can be tough searching for your next career. That's why I'm excited to tell you about an opportunity you probably haven't thought of owning an Allstate agency. Here's a story of how one veteran made a big career change by becoming an Allstate agency owner. Omar Zaki served in the military and then worked his way up the corporate ladder. And maybe like you, he wanted something more. Instead of settling for the status quo, Omar took action and opened his own Allstate agency nine years ago. Now he owns two locations with six employees. 
Both of his previous careers prepared him with the work ethic and self-confidence to reach his goals. Are you looking for a career that's about more than just punching numbers? If you're listening to my podcast, then I know you want more than just a paycheck. And if you want a career that helps people, visit allstateagent.com slash fire after the show to learn how you can own your Allstate agency. There are a lot of potential sources for stress as an entrepreneur. Don't let finding the perfect hire for your business be one of them. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. We know from firsthand experience just how easy it is to find the perfect hire with ZipRecruiter. We posted our job once, and within 24 hours, we watched dozens of qualified candidates roll on into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. The best part is there's no emails or calls to juggle. Simply screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 800,000 businesses. Right now, you can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by visiting ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. One more time, try it free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Doug, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Yes, sir. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? You know, I think for me, um, I've always been an entrepreneur, even since I was a little bitty kid. Uh, I was always selling something or mowing lawns or whatever. But I think that the comfort of the day-to-day job of having the benefits, having the the guaranteed pay, if you will, um, that was the toughest thing to walk away from. And um, that, that really was, that, that was it, the comfort. What's the best advice you've ever received? Zig Ziglar used to say that uh, if you just help enough other people get what they want in life, you will always have what you want. And that has served me extraordinarily well. Can you share a personal habit that contributes to your success? I would say uh, organi- uh, being organized every evening before I, I go to bed. I, I, I use Outlook and I look at what does my schedule look like for tomorrow? Uh, what did I get done today? And, and just mentally kind of wrap my head around that so that when I hit the pillow, um, I just kind of process through that. And next morning, I wake up energized, ready to go. Can you share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation? There's so many cool things that are out there. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit of a tech guy and, and, you know, Outlook may not be something that you think is high tech, but for me, it really works well. I color code everything in my calendar depending on which business it is that it's, that it's attached to. Um, I sync it up with my phone and my iPad. And, and it, again, that's, that really serves me well and keeps me organized where I can carry stuff over and uh, organize it. If you could recommend one book for Fire Nation, what would it be and why? One of my favorite books of of all time is uh, Zig Ziglar See at the Top. Um, it's it's so good for uh, just overall your, your the way you kind of look at yourself, uh, the things that are going on, and and when you're an entrepreneur, I mean you get beat up. I mean from every angle, whether it's the whether it's lenders, whether it's employees, whether it's you know, you're just starting out. And um, if if you have thick uh, or thin skin, it, this world will eat you alive. And I think it just has a lot of great stuff in there to help to build your self-esteem and, and for folks that you know potentially kind of have some issues with that, it is fantastic. I haven't had those issues necessarily, but it, it's helped to um, really um, help me just not, not you know, get down and, and things like that over the years. 
So, Doug, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it is a doozy. So imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? What I would do is I would I would try to to go find the most influential folks that I could find that that I liked. You know, I would analyze the first couple of days, and then I'd find a way to try to serve them and and learn from what they've got going on. Fun, figure out how does this new world operate. Uh, build relationships is the number one thing I would do. And then um, once I've done those two things, I'd figure out you know uh, how I could make money by by serving others and uh, and then go to work. Boom, Doug. Let's end today on fire, brother, with a parting piece of guidance from you, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Sure. The best way to, uh, to contact me is uh, repairmycreditnow.com, and uh, I am on Twitter as Ambitious Radio. In a parting piece of guidance. Parting piece of guidance. I would say, guys, that uh, no matter what you've got going on, uh, make sure and look out for other people. Um, it really, truly, if you do help others, um, it makes a huge difference and kind of build a piggy bank of, of favors. And, uh, you know, you never know when you're going to need something and it's always good to have done stuff for others uh, so, that, so that you have that opportunity to, to call on them if you ever need something. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with and you've been hanging out with JLD and DP today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Doug in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. Best show notes in the biz, Fire Nation, timestamps, links to everything. Go check it out. And of course, repairmycreditnow.com is where you can find out more about Doug and Ambitious Radio. Doug, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, sir. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. Give the gift of freedom to your friend or loved one with The Freedom Journal, and they will accomplish their number one goal in 100 days. Visit thefreedomjournal.com and ignite.